To stay in shape, you have to hit the pavement. You have to put in some hard work and sweat along the way. Many of the same principles apply when it comes to money. Let's whip that portfolio into shape. It's time for Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith. Hey everybody, welcome in to another edition of the podcast. It's Financially Fit with Kyle Hammersmith and myself to talk investing, finance, and retirement, and planning for retirement's uncertainties. There are many things that we know we have to deal with in retirement. We just don't know how to predict for those or to what degree. And we're certainly dealing with some of that this year here in 2022. So we're going to dive into that this week on the show. Kyle, what's going on, buddy? How are you? Good. Well, just kind of recovering from uh, about a week away from the office and catching up on some stuff here. Went on a little family trip on my wife's side and took the kids with us. And we kind of learned the hard way on that. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm not just about three more months here until number three will be here. And we'll awesome. Kind of see what, what life happens from there. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Kind of, I just saw something the other day. It was a, it was an old picture of the, the car from the original um, vacation movie. And yes, yeah, that immediate kind of driving across the country or driving a few States with the kids in the back and, and just a funny movie, but also brings back memories of, of doing that with my own family, with my actually being the kid uh, and dad, you know, kind of being like, oh, you guys are driving me nuts, you know, so good stuff. It's yep. always it's always fun taking the kids someplace. Uh, well, let's jump into some uncertainties because that can be uncertain, right? It's, you never know what's going to happen when you're traveling with kids, small kids especially. So let's talk about some retirement uncertainties. Uh, you know, how do you, how do you work through some of this stuff, Kyle? So share a little bit with us, enlighten us a bit on some of these. I've got five, six, seven of them, so we'll run through as many as we can. Uh, one of them, which you know, it's a pretty big one, really. Actually, is life expectancy or the longevity factor because that's a multiplier to everything else that comes down the pike because the longer you live, the more we're going to need and the more things might go up and tax rates and so on and so forth, which we'll get to all that. Yeah. I think the idea before you do all this is you first have to understand you don't have a crystal ball and you know making some decisions. A lot of the stuff's out of your hands. Some stuff you can control, but some stuff you can't control. Life expectancy in general, I mean, you're going to have family history and you know you could, you could use that. And I think some people do use it more than others. But, you know, if we had a life expectancy of, you know, let's say your family male side was only 76, right? Does that actually mean you're going to retire instead of working till 64, you're going to retire at 57 because your life expectancy is shorter? Probably not because your your savings are adequate. So I know for sure 100% of the individuals that I work with, they're making decisions when they retire. Mm-hmm they're making decisions in their best interest for the next 25 to 30 years. Yeah. Um, so they're kind of basically making the decision. Let's plan for the worst hope for the best. Right. Yeah. And it's, it's there, right? I mean, it'd be easy if we had a, an expiration date stamped on us, but we don't. So uh, we have to kind of do that thing. Even if you don't have, even if your family history is not the greatest, uh, that's just one indicator, not the whole ball of wax, so to speak. So some other things here that are certainly we are out of our control as well is, you know, the interest rate changes. The Fed's been ticking up this year. Uh, the time we're taping this, it was just a week or so ago, maybe two, that they uh, raised up another three quarters of a point. Uh, and depending on where you're at in retirement, this may or may not affect you all that much. Yeah, I know for sure that anyone who's trying to borrow money right now, whether it's trying to do, you know, mortgage, refi, credit card, consolidation, get like an investment property loan. If you talk to actually like a mortgage broker or a loaner, these rates are dynamically changing day to day. Right. Um, and now we have interest rate changes in general. So, you know, bond investors or anybody who's more conservative, 
you have to think it like it's a teeter totter. So when interest rates go down, bonds tend to make money, which has basically happened for 30 years as we've been manipulating interest rates because we're accumulating, you know, national debt. Now the interest rate hikes are, you know, it's not something we really, we really wanted to do, but we were forced to do. Right. And this has a, an impact on people who have debt saved up in the wrong places with variable rates. And it also has an impact on your portfolios when it comes to just fixed investment rates in general. Are these, are these interest rates here to stay or will they be coming back down? Because typically the only way bonds will make money is when interest rates go down. And so how does this impact you as an investor and in retirement? Yeah, it's a great point because a lot of times, even the way I first kind of was thinking about that is that, you know, if you're not borrowing money closer to retirement for maybe like a home project or something like that, it maybe not doesn't seem to bother you as much. But that's a great point about the bonds as well. So uh, good to be thinking there in that arena. Uh, what about, well, same thing, future tax rates. Okay. I mean, we owe a ton of money. We've we've spent it. We're printing it. All those good kind of things. You know, without getting all political, it is what it is. But at some point, you know, we got to pay it back. Yeah, future tax rates. It's almost guaranteed to go up and then guaranteed to go back down. And then who's ever in office and all the politics aside can kind of move that needle. But you know, tax rates in general will always go up and then they'll always go down. Um, this is really going to impact those baby boomers and pre-retirees who maybe have have focused on the word diversification mm-hmm. on their right. investments, but not focused on diversifying their taxable money as far as tax deferred, tax free, and taxable. So future tax rates go up, you know, those who have a, a lot of money in, in there or a majority of their funds in like these tax deferred accounts are the ones that are going to see the hits, especially when they're retired. So they're, they're just going to sell more shares because they owe more in federal tax. Yeah, that's another great point as well. We tend to think about diversification uh, of our income and our streams and our investments, but not so much about the tax side of things. And that can make a real difference and a real dent in you know, your strategy for retirement. So that's a good point as well. Um, obviously, this year, 2022, we're seeing tons of volatility in the stock market. And so, you know, how do you plan for the uncertainties of, you know, year-to-year stock market returns? I mean, we've been on a pretty good run for a while, but, you know, all things do have to change. Yeah. So year to, I'm, I'm just thinking day-to-day volatility in general is, it's going to continue to pick up just because of technology and news, you know, traveling a little faster. You got earnings reports, stock market returns, the volatility. This is normal. Um, Now, not normal as far as being down for seven, eight months straight, but the type of volatility we're seeing, that's going to be the new norm moving forward for the next 10, 20, 30 years. How are you going to be able to handle this? Are you properly invested? Do you have your funds in the right place? Are they time horizon where if there's a 15, 20, 30% drop, you're kind of able to, to handle that. So you have to understand that stock market returns. Yeah, the stock market always goes up over time, but you have to understand there's difference between buying every two weeks and selling once a month, um, reallocating, rebalancing. All that stuff has a, a, a very big impact on your on your portfolio returns. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and then it'll, you know we go into number five here, Kyle. The solvency of the Social Security conversation. You know, at the time we're taping this, you know, you got the media running with a recession word because whatever the technically the the term, and uh, and then people immediately automatically get a little worried. They start thinking about Social Security, and it, you know, I need to turn it on if you're close because I'm going to run out. So, talk to me a little bit about the whole solvency issue. So the 2022 trustee report basically said that the combined trust funds, the funds that are in there right now, will be depleted in 2035. The trustee report in 2021, I believe, said 2034. So that number actually went up. It's basically saying that the funds that are in there right now 
the pond, as you want to say, mm-hmm. will, would be depleted in 2035 if they don't make any changes. So that's one year later than previous. Um, but the, there's still going to be enough benefits to to pay out about 80% of that at the time. So you got you have to keep in mind there's still FICA. There's still cat. Like I will be paying baby boomers taxes, right? There's cash flow still coming in. Mm-hmm. So even if they, it was, let's just say worst case scenario, they do nothing to the program and it runs out of money in 2035, 80% of your check will still be coming in because of the FICA collected. They're, they've already time tested some stuff that will give it another 75 years. So it's just going to be one of those uh, political deals. Yeah, where yeah. Something's, gonna, yeah. something's going to happen last second, 2034, 2035, 2036 to kind of make both sides happy. And the, the changes that happen are going to kind of affect my generation. Right. Yeah. It's one of those deals. It's it's always a political poker chip. Uh, they content, no politician really wants to be the one to just kind of, you know, they're, they're thinking about being reelected or whatever. So that's always at the forefront. And it's like until they absolutely have to do something. And it's actually easy enough to fix. There's so many uh, things out there that uh, some really smart ways that they could make a correction to it. It's just a matter of getting them all to you know, kind of put things aside and get it done. And I, I agree with you. I think it'll be li- pretty, pretty last second. Uh, that dumpster will be fully on fire before they put it out. So uh, number six, future healthcare needs. Well, if you go back to number one, Kyle, we're living longer. So that would indicate that more than likely we're going to need future healthcare and maybe more of it or different types of it, especially with uh, the mental care, which is obviously crazy expensive. Yeah. So Healthcare, let's just talk about like health insurance. Typically, you're going to have that through your employer. You're paying something, they're paying something. If you retire before 65, you got COBRA for 18 months, go to private sector. Turn 65, you got Medicare. You either can go original Medicare, which is A, B, and a supplement, or you can go Medicare Advantage, which is more private sector. Um, just understand, I always do a trick question. Your number one expense in retirement won't be healthcare. It's going to be your tax bill. But second is going to be your your health premiums and whatever you pay out of pocket. Medicare itself is in you know financial disarray. You know I don't know how they're going to fix it. But what they do is they look at your adjusted gross income from the previous two years to determine your premiums. So if if you do a lot of planning to kind of manipulate your AGI in retirement, or maybe like you do a bunch of Roth conversions, so. When you're in retirement in the future, your AGI is super low, so you're not hit with like Medicare premium increases. You have to when you're doing healthcare and retirement specifically, it's the cost. What's the total cost per year versus what's the cost of the coverage per month? Because you could be hit with a lot of out of pocket expenses if you make the wrong decisions. Yeah, definitely. And then last but not least, well, everything is being affected by the inflation. You know, so healthcare costs and collegiate costs, you know, those things typically outpace regular inflation, let alone what's going on now. And so everybody finds themselves thinking, Hey, is my plan going to be okay? How long is this going to, we're going to be dealing with this. It's been a few months already. A lot of talk that it'll continue into probably next year. And so people get a little worried. Is it going to derail their, their plan? Um, Maybe it's just a couple of tweaks, Kyle. Maybe it's just a little bit of belt tightening, but hopefully nothing too drastic. Yeah. When I teach my classes, I basically say, the first thing you don't want to do is ignore inflation. Um, that thing's like a sleeping giant. If you if it's timed wrong within multiple years, let's just think about this. Let's say there's a someone that needs fifty thousand dollars of annual living expenses. I'm just saying, just fifty. You could use your number. If we use a three percent inflation rate, which I would say, I would personally say in planning, never use less than four. Plan, you know, hope for the plan for the worst, hope for the best. You know, like a four or four percent inflation long term over thirty years. There's going to be years where it's eight, nine, ten years where it's one and two. But on fifty thousand, if we just use like three percent, 
in 10 years, that household is going to need $67,200. And then in 20 years, they're going to need $90,300. That's just using 3%. Um, so you have to you have to understand inflation because it's also tied to your investment strategies. Like if you get too conservative and you know, you, you're always needing growth. So where, where's your inflation coming from? What people don't understand is every year in retirement, they're going to need more and more from their portfolios in retirement. And so you have to properly factor that in when you're doing your retirement planning, because you, you, you don't, you have to stress test this out. Yeah, you definitely have to stress test, you know, all the stuff that we're going through. You got to run these things down. So it's why it's important to get financially fit with a good sound strategy uh, for retirement. So if you're not already working with Kyle and you need some help, definitely reach out to him uh, before you, ch- you know, take any action from something from our show or any others. You always want to check with a qualified professional like Kyle, uh, who could run through the situation for you and run it down because everybody's unique. These universal things that are going to affect us, like interest rates and tax rates and inflation, uh, they're going to happen to us all. But how it affects each individual person is going to be different. So definitely stop by the website if you need some help, mokanwealth.com. That's M-O-K-A-N wealth.com and get yourself onto the calendar. A lot of good tools, tips, and resources. Subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you like to use, Apple, Google, Spotify, all that good stuff. Financially Fit with Kyle Hammerschmidt. Kyle, thanks for hanging out, buddy. And uh, glad you had a good trip and look forward to talking to you soon. Yep, thank you. Yep, we'll catch you next time right here on the podcast with Kyle Hammerschmidt, President and Investment Advisor Representative at Mocan Wealth Management. Investment advisory services offered by duly registered individuals through Creative One Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor. Creative One Wealth LLC and Mocan Wealth Management are unaffiliated entities.